Good morning to every one of us. Good morning to our live streamers. And uh, I'm sure you are here right now watching this live stream because you want to hear God's message for you this Sunday. And so this morning, before we talk about the message of God, shall we all pray? Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to once again be gathered, even through our live stream, and to just worship you to listen to your word, and to be ministered. I pray that you will empower us with your Holy Spirit so that we will understand your message and so that we will be sensitive to where you are leading us. Help us, Lord, to focus on you and help us to give all our attention to you alone. May you remove all those worries, all those things that, that are making us stressed, that, may, that are making us afraid. Pray, Lord, that you will just be with us right now and may your peace be our guide, be our portion. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, we will once more talk about breaking barriers. But this time, we will be focusing on the subtitle, Beyond Limits. Beyond Limits limits. Last time when we talk about the unclean and impure, we have learned that whatever that God has made clean or that God has made pure, it's, it's already um, clean and unblemished. And so we with, uh, with that, we have learned that once a person came to know the Lord as his personal Lord and Savior, he is cleansed. Whoever, whoever he is, whether he's a Jew or uh, from a different background, we know that that person is made clean, is, is made holy is set apart for God's use and for God's ministry. And then we also emphasize there that the, the main hindrance there was that they were following the laws rather than the command and rather than the message of God. And that's the reason why Peter had to experience the vision three times. And then, just last Sunday, we talked about the breaking barriers, particularly emphasizing the break points, wherein, just like Peter and the rest of the believers, 
they experience the, this what we call break points in their lives, their critical moment, so that their perspective will be changed and at the same time so that they will be able to break the gap, the barrier that they have with the Gentiles. And this time, we will be talking about breaking barriers beyond limits. Well, I would say that the only time you can say that you are mature in one area of your life is when you overcome a particular challenge in that area. Alam niyo po, kahit sa marriage, hanggat hindi niyo na-overcome yung yung lagi ninyong pinag-aawayan, you will not consider that you have matured in that area. And the only time na masasabi mong nag-mature ka is when you don't discuss that issue anymore. It is when you have fully accepted whatever issue or whatever reason is the cause of that particular issue in your marriage. And so I would say that it is when you go beyond your limits that you become mature, that you are shaped to what God wants you to be. A man once said, he said, what sets a man apart is not the violence. It is the distance he is willing to go. Ibig sabihin po niyan, para sa mga lalaki, hindi sila unique or hindi sila kakaiba dahil sila ay siga or kinakatakotan. They are considered to be unique, someone to be followed, someone to emulate when they are willing to go beyond their limits. Yun po yung ibig sabihin rito ng it is the distance he is willing to go. Yun po yung nagpapa-unique sa atin. Yung willingness natin to go beyond. And today, we will see how the disciples went beyond their limits. The first one. Commitment amidst adversaries. Commitment amidst adversaries. If there is this one thing na makikita natin dito sa verse na ito about going beyond is this one. Commitment amidst adversities. Verse 19, it says, Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed 
traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Now, why did they say that this is about going beyond their limits? Well, first thing is that they were committed despite the adversaries that they are facing in this particular verse. The first adversary that they had was this. People wanted to hurt them badly. And so if you are in their position at the time, matatakot ka because the people wants to really hurt you. And that's why we have read that the people, the reason why they were scattered is because of the persecution. And second adversary that we will see in this verse is their fear of possible death. Their fear of possible death. This was because they have heard of the news about the killing of, uh, of Stephen. And so because of that, I'm sure they were afraid. But notice, notice the highlighted praise here. The praise spreading the word only among Jews. Although during this particular verse, it was... Um, it was shared, the message was first shared to the Jews. But despite that, no, we can say that they are courageous enough. That they have that courage despite that the threat of persecution, the threat of death, they were willing to still spread the gospel. But at this point, take note, sa mga hudyo pa lang, nila pinapalaganap ang salita ng Diyos. And moving on, going to um, verse 20, some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. So notice again the highlighted sentence here. It says here, they went to Antioch and then now if in verse 19 they were only talking or spreading the message to the Jews, now in verse 20 we are seeing that they are now speaking to the Greeks, to be more specific, to the Gentiles. And if you were listening last Sunday, that was not an easy task for them. Why? Because there is a gap between the Jews and the Gentiles. And again, just like I said, the hindrance there was not just about prejudice. It's more of disobeying their Jewish law. And not only that, it's about not fulfilling their covenant with God. Well, of course, we know that that was a misinterpretation of, uh, 
of how they should fulfill their covenant with God. But then they have that struggle. And that's the reason why, that, what, why there is that gap. But then here, aside from fear that they are facing at the time and the threat of possible death, here we see that there is this gap. But then, again, like I said, beyond their limits, what did they do? They obeyed God. And so here we are seeing them sharing the message to the Gentiles, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. And note in verse 21, the Lord's hand was with them. The Lord's hand was with them. So again, despite those adversaries, some went beyond by not just sharing the message to the Jews, but they went beyond again, like he said, by sharing it even to the Gentiles. And amidst all of that, amidst the, the fear, amidst the, uh, the, the threat of uh, possible death, and amidst these gaps that they have, the Lord's hand was with them. And you know what? The expression of the Lord's hand can sometimes be used as a metaphor for the Spirit of God. It is common both in the Old and New Testament that in the original languages, when we talk about the Lord's hand at work at the people, that means the Spirit of God is there, is in their midst. And so you see, even though you are experiencing difficulties in life, na kung saan marami kang mga kinakaharap na mga problema, pagsubok, even with all of that, remember, as you have given your life to the Lord, God's Spirit, God's hand will continue to work in your life. Second, they went beyond their limits by this one. Communion amidst this unity. They started to have this communion amidst this unity. What do we mean by communion here? It is the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when the exchange is on a mental or spiritual level. So communion here is being one in mind, not only in mind, but one in heart. It is having fellowship, having togetherness in almost every aspect. 
And uh, looking at verse 23, it highlights God's working in the lives of the believers. That's why, ano po yung nakita ni Barnabas? He saw that God's grace had done wonderfully in their midst, had accomplished wonderful things. That's why here, if we will look at the uh, the verse here, says he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord. So he, uh, Barnabas, was motivated, na, lalo siyang na-motivate ngayon kasi nakita niya na the Lord is really working in their midst. And not only that, because of this, he was motivated to all the more encourage them na wag kayong sumuko despite the persecution, despite the fear that you are facing right now. And in our context, despite the uncertainty that we are facing right now. If we will move to verse 25, it says here, It says here, Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great number numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. So again, going back to their struggle, in the first part, we saw that God allowed them to experience persecution, which is their limit because this entails life and death situation for them at the time. The second struggle was whether to obey the law and their covenant or to obey God's command through the revelation that Peter saw in his vision. And that is, they should break the barrier. They should break the gap between the Jews and the Gentiles. And this gap will be now the, the, the breaking of this gap will now be the result of the sharing of the gospel to all the nations. The third is implied in, in the context, the third struggle, which is the possible fear that they face due to the persecution and death of Stephen. So, as you can see, going back again, again and again to those struggles, we are seeing that God is allowing all these things well basically for this point for them to be unified and that's the reason why in verse 26 
This is the first, the first formation of the name Christians. Because here, finally, the Jews and the Gentiles unified together. But before that will happen, they need to overcome their limits. And that's the reason why they had to face all these obstacles. That's the reason why they had to overcome those obstacles for them to be unified. And later, we will understand what does this unification mean. This unification also was reinforced by Barnabas and Saul in these following verses. As you can see, Saul and Barnabas stayed for a year teaching them. And because of that, a number of people were added to them, to their group. And so they multiplied. And finally, here we will see that going beyond limits during their time was also shown through caring and sharing amidst famine caring and sharing amidst famine in verse 27 it says during this time some prophets came down from jerusalem to antioch verse 28 one of them named agabus stood up and through the spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. Another important point that we can see in this section is that God provided a prophet to prepare his people for the famine. Now, we're not saying that that is always the case. But in the story, as we look at it, we will see that God provided the prophet named Agabus so that they will be prepared for this upcoming famine. And you know what? It was widely believed that prophecy had ceased in Israel soon after Babylonian exile. So matagal na po na walang propeta. There was a silence. You don't hear any prophecies from these legitimate prophets of God. And according to scholars, it, uh, it reappeared with John the Baptist in, uh, well, in, in the Gospels and then during the time of Jesus because Jesus is frequently called 
a prophet as well. And so the Lord is the one sending these individuals. Yes, we know that Jesus is the Messiah, but we know that he is also was considered a prophet by many. And you know what? In the church today, in the church, in the ancient times, prophets rank next to the apostles. So, during the time, the Lord had to provide a prophet so that they will be warned. During the time when prophets are um, are somehow not that uh, famous anymore. Of course, aside from John the Baptist and uh, Jesus at the time. So here, as they face famine, they were able to care and they were able to share because God was with them and because they were prepared for that. And I would say that the Lord has His ways and means to prepare us for any circumstances. And in the scripture, we know that uh, we have the book of Revelation. Well, that's not the, the main point here. The main point here is that God was with them during those times. And if you will look at um, verse 29, says here to 30, the disciples, as each one was able decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gifts to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. I would say that the result of their going beyond limits paved the way for them to act as one. They experience all of that so that they will be unified and so that they will act as one. And I would say that during that time, the church functioned as a church. What do, we, what do I mean by that? Well, yung mga churches ngayon, oftentimes, we, we focused on programs. We focus on activities. And many times, we are amazed. Wow! Ganda nung programa nila. Ang dami nilang napakain ng mga bata. Wow! Ang ganda nung programa nila. Ang daming mga young people na nakarinig ng gospel. Well, those are important. And I will not discredit that. But it's not just about that. It's not just about those programs. Because a young people, you know, can attend a gathering and still wala pa rin totoong pagbabago sa kanyang buhay. Which is why I would say now that the church truly became a church because there was journeying. They're journeying together. 
merong overcoming our differences. There is helping and carrying each other's burden. At ito'y po yung nakikita na natin sa Book of Acts. Na yung kahirapan ng iba is going to be, you know, their sufferings as well. And so they are willing to give because they feel the sufferings of others. And lastly, I would say, there is sacrificing of one's life for others. And I think, yun po yung ibig sabihin ng church. Church means being one, being unified, being one in our mind and in our hearts, being one in our calling. It is about journeying together, not condemning. Nakapag may kapatiran ka na nagkasala, you will be there for that person. Well, not to tolerate the person, kasi mahalaga pa rin ang discipline. Hindi rin pwedeng pabayaan lang siya na hindi madisiplina because you are not showing your love for that person. And so I would say that there should be journeying, meaning helping that fallen, in, fallen individual or helping that guy na nakasal, nagkasala to come back to his senses, to go back to the Lord and allowing him to experience God's discipline. It is about overcoming our differences. Yes, may mga pagkakaiba tayo. But what are we going to do about that? Hahayaan na lang ba natin yung mga differences natin? Wag na lang tayong magpansinan. We will not try to be close to one another. Anyway, we have, you know, different opinions, different personalities. No. I would say that God wants us to try to reach out to one another. And yun po ang ibig sabihin ng church. It's not really about the building, the programs. It's really about being together. It's about fellowship, communion. You know what? Last time, in one of our dinner time with ako, uh, si Mrs. at saka ang aming anak, ito po sabi ng anak namin. She said this, this time, Let's share about our favorite Bible stories. Kasi what we do in, in the family, whenever we eat, we try to talk about meaningful things. And so, she started by uh, telling us that, let's talk about our favorite Bible stories. And so, Daisy replied, she said, Oh, I love the story about Hannah because it's teaching us to keep praying and waiting on the Lord. Then, ako naman, sabi ko, well, my favorite Bible story is about Elijah because that was what Lolo Pops kept sharing to me when I was still a kid. Of course, after that, um, nag-explain ako kung bakit yun yung naging paborito ko at bakit yun yung sineshare lagi ng Lolo niya ng, sa akin. And then, Interestingly, ito po yung sagot ni Keziah, our daughter. 
She said, Me? My favorite is when Jesus died on the cross because instead of us dying, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So we must also learn to sacrifice and obey Him. Now what we are seeing here is a reality that the Bible is also about His great love for us. And when we take note of the word it's about God's love for us means His love for everyone and not just for few individuals. Not just to this few individuals. And you know what? Well, I was reminded because the Lord is the one trying to initiate, to break what? The gap. And what is the gap? It's sin. That is the very gap that is um, hindering us to have a relationship with God. But through Jesus Christ dying on the cross, He was able to break that. That gap. Or we may, if, if we will use the metaphor barrier, then He broke that so that we can have this relationship with Him. And this time, I'd like to end with this principle. Beyond our limits lies a choice to let God break us so He can make us complete and one with Him. The Israelites, they can never be a church. They can never be one with God if they will not undergo those going beyond limits. If they will not be able to overcome that through God's power, they will not be unified as a church. And the Lord had to give His life for us. Para sa ganun po, tayo po ay maging isa sa Kanya. And brothers and sisters, I believe that many times we undergo testings. Nakakaranas tayo ng mga pagsubok, ng mga trials upang sa ganon 
lalo tayong maging isa kay Kristo. Upang sa ganon, mas lalo tayong mapalapit sa Kanya. Like I said last time, all these things, yung break points ng life mo, yung critical moment ng life mo, yung may calling ka and you want to go beyond and for you to go beyond, you have to overcome that particular trials. I believe yung mga yon ginagamit ng Panginoon so that we will become whole. We will be complete because the Lord is continually shaping us. And so remember, in your trials, in your tribulations, in whatever circumstances you are in right now, remember, He is there with you. Just like when He was there for the church here in Acts. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this reminder that we should allow you to break us because of our pride, because of our insecurities. Lord, right now we want you to break us so that we will be unified with you and so that we will be unified with our brothers and sisters. And maybe, Lord, the reason why we are far from each other is because you, we are far from you. So, Father, help us, Lord, draw us closer to you so that we will be unified, we will be put together, and we will break barriers, whatever barriers it may be. And right now, we ask that you empower us with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.